This is the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast, and you're listening to episode 85, Acting on the Prophet's Invitations at a Hinge Point in Church History. Hi, this is Darla Trendler, and welcome to Spiritually Minded Mom. My goal is to help you gain confidence in your ability to hear and follow God's voice in motherhood and in life. Listen to hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning to navigate motherhood by partnering with our Heavenly Parents. I am so happy that you're here today for episode 85 of the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. Today, it's me. I'm doing a solo episode sharing some of the insights about the invitations that the Prophet President Nelson has given us in the past few months. So before I jump in, I want to remind you, I talked about this on last week's episode, But next week, I'll be airing an episode of listeners who have called in to share their experiences of acting on President Nelson's invitations. And it is not too late to participate. I am accepting recordings through Friday, March 27th, and you can find all the instructions in the show notes. But here's what you need to do. Call 480-525-7145. And you can call this number anytime. It doesn't ring to my phone, so you won't be waking me up. So call in the middle of the night. That's totally fine. Uh, leave a message after the beep and just share the blessings that you've received from following and acting upon President Nelson's invitations at the last general conference. And then you do need to keep your answer to less than three minutes because the recording will cut you off. And you just need to call and record by this Friday, um, March 27th. And then that's going to air on April 1st to get us ready for general conference the next weekend. So I really hope to hear from you. All right, so let's jump in and talk more about President Nelson's invitations. You are probably familiar with the invitations that President Nelson extended in the October 2019 General Conference, but if you're not, let's review. President Nelson spoke directly to women in the talk Spiritual Treasures, and he invited women to study prayerfully Section 25 of the Doctrine and Covenants and discover what the Holy Ghost will teach you. He also asked us to study prayerfully all the truths you can find about priesthood power. You might begin with Doctrine and Covenants 84 and 107. And then in his closing remarks at General Conference, he extended more invitations involving preparation for April 2020 General Conference, which will be the bicentennial of the first vision of Joseph Smith. So he invited us to prepare by reading a fresh Joseph Smith's account of the first vision as recorded in the Pearl of Great Price. And he also asked us to think about the impact the Book of Mormon has had in our lives. He said, you may wish to ponder important questions such as how would my life be different if my knowledge gained from the Book of Mormon were suddenly taken away? Or how have the events that followed the first vision made a difference for me and my loved ones? He also suggested incorporating the Book of Mormon videos that are just put out into our study. Okay, then he said this, select your own questions, design your own plan, Immerse yourself in the glorious light of the restoration. So as with any invitation given by a prophet, President Nelson also gave a promise for accepting the invitations. And this was his promise. As you do, General Conference next April will, not only, will, will be not only memorable, it will be unforgettable. And I'm going to come back to that thought in just a second. But I've had a lot of thoughts about President Nelson's invitations. And I've also looked through his Facebook posts since General Conference, and he has given us other invitations. And so I would like to first share with you what I found going back through his Facebook feed and looking at the invitations that he's given since conference. 
So the first post was on November 17th, and he invited us to, and this is a quote, always ask yourself and prayerfully ask your Father in heaven, what can I do to become more like Jesus Christ? So that's what he invited us to do. What can I do to become more like Jesus Christ? And then the promise he said was, miracles will happen. On November 18th, he posted that he had invited young adults in Vietnam to study about the Savior and his atonement in the scriptures. And he invited us to do the same. So he said to study about the Savior and his atonement in the scriptures. And then the promise came in that post. And he said, enduring joy regardless of personal circumstances. Do we need that right now? Do we need enduring joy in our lives? despite the the personal circumstances that we're in right now definitely i love that he promised us that on november 20th he posted this invitation if i had one request to make of you it would be that you would read the scriptures aloud to your children on a daily basis let them take turns when they can when they are able to read and then here comes the promise he said it will help them to have the doctrine of christ embedded in their minds and in their memory banks at an early age i love that he gave us that invitation and promise on November 20th. We've heard it before, but right now we have a lot of time with our families and it's something that we can totally implement. On November 21st, the prophet said this in his social media. He said, I plead with you to draw near to the Lord and follow his teachings, emulate his example, love as he loved. And then the promise, he is our savior, redeemer, and our advocate with the father. And on Christmas Eve, President Nelson invited us to draw closer to the savior. And the promise was that we would have the ability to receive and feel the infinite love that our Father and our Heavenly, our, that our Savior and our Heavenly Father have for us. Now, I'm going to come back to the invitation of promise he gave on January 1st, because that's going to be the bulk of this episode is talking about that invitation on January 1st. So I'm going to skip ahead to February 2nd. On February 2nd, he invited us to pray to the Father in the name of his Son. And then he promised that you and your families may be blessed. On February 26th came what he called a special invitation. And I'm actually going to read this whole invitation because it was so profound. This is what the prophet said on February 26th. My dear friends, today I wish to share with you a special invitation. There are a few wonderful occasions in the scriptures when our Heavenly Father personally introduced his beloved son, Jesus Christ, with a specific charge to hear him. Today, this most important invitation from our loving Heavenly Father to listen to the voice of the Lord and to follow his teachings is extended to us. In this special year, as we commemorate the 200th anniversary of the first vision, I invite you to think deeply and often about this key question. How do you hear him? So that was the invitation. And I looked through that and I didn't see a specific promise. But when I jumped ahead to to a post on March 14th, He did give a promise, and this was what he said. I promise that you will receive comfort and peace as you continue to hear him. Okay, then going to March 14th, just 10 days ago from the time that I'm recording this, um, he said, as as we are facing, okay, let me back up. So on March 14th, um, and here we are, we're facing this huge challenge with the worldwide virus, and he invited us to be comforted by the Savior's invitation. I, the Lord, am bound when you do what I say. And the promise was this. Joy is always within reach of everyone who will hear him and obey his laws. 
So I will list all these invitations and promises in the show notes at spirituallymindedmom.com if you want to refer to them. But now let's go back to January 1st, to the invitation and promise that he gave on that day, which is what I want to expound on today. So on January 1st, the prophet asked us to, quote, be a major part of sharing the message of the ongoing restoration of the Savior's gospel. And he said to start with the invitations he gave at General Conference, and he reminded us what those invitations were. They were to read Joseph Smith's account of the first vision in the Pearl of Great Price and to ponder the important questions that he proposed. And then he repeated again to, quote, select your own questions, design your own plan, and to share the important messages of the ongoing restoration. And then he said that personal preparation was what would make conference not only memorable, but also unforgettable. So his words on January 1st were very similar to what he had said in his closing remarks in general conference. But I want to point out that he added two things to his invitation in January that he did not say in general conference. And I think these, these things, actually there's kind of three things. These are very, very key. So President Nelson wrote at that time on January 1st, the time to act is now. This is a hinge point in the history of the church and your part is vital. So he reminded us to act now and that we were needed. I pondered a lot on the words that he said, hinge point. Like, what does that mean? So I looked up the meaning of hinge point, and I also had a discussion about it at a church meeting. And I learned that a hinge point is a place where a shift happens. It is a point where things turn and where directions changes. And guess what else I did? That's right. I Googled it. I Googled the words hinge point. And the first thing that comes up in a Google search is a site for teachers that talks about hinge point questions in teaching. I'll link to the site in the show notes if you want to see, but it gives these points about hinge point questions. Um, so these are the two points that that site gives. A hinge point is a point in a lesson when you need to check if students are ready to move on and if yes, in which direction. And then the second point is that a hinge point question is a diagnostic question that you ask your students when you reach the hinge, responses to which give you evidence about what you and your students need to do next. Okay, so that's from that website. So thinking about this in context of President Nelson's statement, I surmise that when President Nelson says, this is a hinge point in the history of the church, he may be checking to see if we're ready to move on. And if so, in what direction? Our answers to the invitations he has given determine what we need to do next. So the invitations and the promises, as well as the teachings we have received recently from the prophet, are anyone in church ask you to ask the Holy Ghost to teach you, to understand the priesthood better, to read and pray about Joseph Smith's first vision, to learn about the restoration, to study the Book of Mormon, to become more like Christ, to teach your children in your home, and to connect with heaven. That was kind of a lot. But are any of those things new? No, we've, we've heard it all before. But now, this is my personal opinion of what this statement is about, that with this being a hinge point, it means that he's asking us to prepare our hearts for what is next. So in his ad address, closing remarks at the last General Conference, President Nelson said this, General Conference next April will not only be memorable, it will be unforgettable. And he said that it was our personal preparation that would do that. I really don't know if President Nelson knew about what, what the current state of our world would be in six months, where we're at right now. 
and conference hasn't even happened, and we can already see that it's going to be one that we will never forget. There's been a change of venue, no one's watching it live, um, we're going to have a recorded choir, and while I think our current conditions will make conference unforgettable, I also think there's another element that will make conference unforgettable. That element is the condition of our heart and our own spiritual preparation. If we have accepted his invitations and acted on them, that is what will make conference unforgettable to us. This principle is illustrated well in the Book of Mormon, and one example is the prophet Alma and his companion Amulek contend with a lawyer in Ammonihah, and his name was Zeezrom. Now, Zeezrom is asking questions, and he's inspired by Satan. So he's asking these questions about the existence of God and the mission of Jesus Christ so that he can twist what Amulek and Alma are trying to teach. Zeezrom starts to see that Alma and Amulek are totally onto his plan, and he kind of just stops talking. And Alma starts talking to Zeezrom, and by this point, there's a crowd gathered around, and they're all listening. And Alma calls out Zeezrom and says, you know, your plans are laid by Satan. And Zeezrom gets really scared, and he starts to ask more sincere questions. And then I love what Alma tells Zeezrom. This is found in Alma chapter 12, verse 9. He says, it is given unto many to know the mysteries of God. Nevertheless, they are laid under a strict command that they shall not impart only according to the portion of his word, which he doth grant unto the children of men, according to the heed and diligence which they give him. And then he goes on in verse 10, and he says to Zeezrom, And therefore, he that will harden his heart, the same receiveth the lesser portion of the word. And he that will not harden his heart, to him is given the greater portion of the word, until it is given unto him to know the mysteries of God, until he know them in full. So I love what Alma says. He says, the mysteries of God can be known to anybody. God doesn't keep anything from us. He wants us to have all that he has. He wants us to know his mysteries, but he makes it clear that our hearts have to be prepared. It is up to us to use our agency to pay heed and diligence to what God tells us through the prophet. And again, this is all my own opinion, but I believe the prophet is saying the same thing to us that Alma said to Zeezrom. When he said that this was a hinge point in church history, he said the time to act is now. Action is doing what he has invited us to do. It's giving his invitations heed and diligence. Are we ready to move on? If so, what direction do we want to go? The other part of President Nelson's quote about a hinge point in church history is this. He said, your part is vital. President Nelson doesn't want to leave anyone behind. The work is moving forward, despite the craziness going on around us, and I believe President Nelson is a prophet of God, who is here to guide us through turbulent times. Many times, as I have studied and acted upon his invitations over the past six months, I have thought of the words of a primary song. Follow the prophet. He knows the way. Those words are more meaningful, meaningful to me today than they have ever been. I found a great talk given by Elder Jeffrey R. Holland, where he talks about the experience of the brother of Jared seeing the Savior, and you can find that in Ether in the Book of Mormon. And I'll link up the talk in the show notes. It's a very long talk, and he gives so much great insight. I highly recommend it. But Elder Holland shares how the humbling experience of the brother of of Jared 
shows how normal and mortal he was. He was like each of us. And Elder Holland said in his belief in God, meaning the brother Jared's belief in God, was, quote, unprecedented. Um, in Ether 3.4, he said, I know, O Lord, that thou hast all power and can do whatsoever thou wilt for the benefit of men. Therefore, touch these stones, O Lord, with thy finger. At the very end of the talk, Elder Holland shares something that says so much about our own potential. He said, quote, And from that command given to the Lord, for it does seem to be something of a command, the brother of Jared and the reader of the Book of Mormon would never be the same again. Ordinary individuals with ordinary challenges could rend the veil of unbelief and enter the realms of eternity. And Christ, who was prepared from the foundation of the world to redeem his people, would be standing at the edge of that veil to usher the believer through. End quote. You and I are ordinary individuals. And the Savior is not trying to disqualify us. He is inviting you and me, all of us, to use our agency to follow the prophet who is telling us that our part is vital. We are all needed. President Nelson has extended invitations to help us be prepared for what is next at this hinge point in church history. Who knows what that is? But each of us can be prepared. We can know the mysteries of God, and we can rend the veil of unbelief. As always, I invite you to figure out how to act on the invitations of President Nelson for yourself. It's not too late. Maybe the extra time you have because of being asked to stay home is an opportunity to act. What I have shared today are the things that I have felt and learned through the Holy Ghost, and I invite you to ask in prayer for your own interpretations and guidance on how to act, on what a hinge point means to you, and the vital part that you personally must play. I am really excited to be back next week with a listener call-in show, sharing your experiences, acting on President Nelson's invitations. I am so grateful for you. Please stay well and safe. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on Apple Podcasts. This actually helps more moms to find the podcast and to gain confidence in their ability to hear and follow God's voice in motherhood. For show notes, resources, and information about courses to help you be more spiritually minded, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. For more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram at Spiritually Minded Mom. Have an amazing day and remember, you are a beloved daughter of heavenly parents who want you to succeed and who want to be your partner in motherhood.